What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Whitetail 34 podcast, episode three. I am your host, Braden Tolls, and to my left, Cooper. What's up? Not a whole lot, man. Hey. You know who's to my left? I don't know. I've never seen him before. New we guy. got Drew Berger. What's up, guys? What's up, Drew? Coop. Good to be here. On my phone. And Coop's getting a phone call two seconds into no, the podcast. Snapchat. We're good. <laughs> you know the best thing about Fridays? Hmm. Tomorrow's Saturday. True. I've got this Monday off. Really? What, is it a holiday? Day. I is guy. It? Yeah. My I man. don't. Shout out Chris for Columbus. He sailed the yeah. ocean blue. <laughs> I get the day off work. I'll, so give you, cool. I'll give you 20 bucks if you remember that song. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. <laughs> All right. I got to crack a beer. Do it. Oh, wait. I have to crack a beer. Cheers, boys. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. How'd the week go, fellas? Work week or just all of it? I, so mowing, How many hours? You were 20 last week. Well, here's the deal. Mowing's been slowing down a lot because, I mean, it's October. I probably worked like 20 hours mowing, but I've been working on my parents' shed after work until about dark. So I've been working a lot. Half of it not getting paid. That's good for you. Yeah. Pretty much built a shed by myself. Builds character. Hey, I need a shed built. Well, I didn't you, I didn't build at it. Well, I didn't build the shed. It was already it was like pre delivered, but I put up uh insulation, those, drywall, electrical, put the outlets in, put some lights in, painted it today. It's all all done. Really? Paint, uh, paint got finished today. Coop's a contractor. Maybe you can come out to my house and help me build a shed. Cause I need one. Well, if you get one delivered, I'll do the inside. I don't do the outside. I mean, we can I, do the outside. I, that. I used to work uh, construction back in high school. I was just a labor guy, but Drew, what's going on what's with up? you? Just working. How's the house? It's good. Got some new bar mats to put in it. I do. I do. Didn't you Ooh. just like replace or make a bar? Not a bar, but like a countertop. Then when you uh, it was a, a workbench down in my basement. For I thought that was in the kitchen. No, but it's in the basement. Really? Okay. For all uh, my archery stuff. Oh, that'll be sick. Yeah. Just a ranch? No upstairs? No, there's a, there's a yeah main level and a basement. Oh, yeah. So a yeah. ranch. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Been doing some work to it. It's getting there. I saw that. Looks good. I can give you a list. I got a few things that need done. I'm about done working on my house. Dude. It's time to do some hunting. I know. It's taxing. You're just like, one project is done, it's on to the next. You come home from work and you just keep on working. For free? For free. Well. It's mine, so. It's less than free because you got to spend money. Yeah. 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 In debt. Aren't we all? Yeah. Should we jump into it? Yeah, I guess. Let's do it. I'm ready to dive into this. Well. This is Drew's quote unquote first podcast. First podcast, technically. Technically. I mean not technically, but technically. Yeah. For for everyone listening, Drew and I technically did the very first podcast. We did a practice run. It, it was pretty it, much like preseason if you're gonna compare it to football. Yeah. It was two and a half hours long and nothing needed edited. I just listened to it and pretty much realized there's about 10 podcasts in this one podcast and 
I needed to break it up better. We bounced around a lot. Yes, we did. Drew? What's up? Who are you? I mean, we know who you are, but anyone listening mm-hmm. does not know who you are. So, what do you do? I am a apprentice lineman right now, third year. So, I got my fourth year, and then I'll journey out. Um, I what does for- apprentice mean? So, just like new? Ask him. I don't know. You've got so a just fancy word. Yeah, you're in training, I guess. There's a four years to it and then you become a journeyman lineman and you're technically qualified did you have to do anything with that hurricane we did not so i was uh contracting for like a year and a half and uh we went down to louisiana last year when that hurricane hit um but working for a co-op, we uh, you don't travel quite as much for storms and stuff like that. Only if it's so. Where are you guys based bad. out of? Uh, west, uh, west of here, about three and a half hours. Same state we live in, then. Correct. Okay, but you guys just travel, chase storms. No, Kinda. not with the co-op anymore. Oh. We've got our area. We there's like five different locations for my company. I'm in one of those locations and we the, just cover so that. So Ian area. didn't make you guys any money. The way No. The way I kind of like, you know, listen to you and whatnot. You're in your area, but like mm-hmm. if shit hits the fan, so to speak, and you're needed, yeah. It's up and out. Yeah, it's called mutual aid. Where we'll go help other co-ops or other locations within our company. We'll go help them. We well, go like anywhere hit. in the country. We technically could. It doesn't happen a whole lot. We don't. It's got to be bad for us to travel out of state. You got, you've got contractors that go do that a lot more because that's basically their job. They travel is, and go wherever they're needed. Is the pay more when you go out of state? Uh, storms and stuff like that. Yeah, you're getting paid. You know, sixteen hours a day. Um, if you're union, a lot of times that's double time the whole time. The whole time? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you'll be making, you know, hundred bucks an hour. Oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It's funny that this is, I guess, episode three and you're like the first guy I talked about like doing a podcast with, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to keep you, I guess, in the loop, so to speak. Kind of touch on, last week we asked the guys a few things, and I kind of want to touch base with you on that. Maybe you have some of the same scenarios, maybe different, I don't know. I want to kind of start with your biggest mistakes, deer hunting. So I will I can talk about bow hunting, because that's basically all I do now. I mean, I... I've only shot one deer with a rifle, but it's not not really for me. Um, so I I just bow hunt now, um, so I can kind of talk about things with that. But one thing I've got first is the wind. Obviously, that's huge with deer hunting. Um, just and not paying attention to it when I first started. You know, obviously, when you first get into things, you don't know shit. Basically. What's up? Since you were talking about the wind. Do you guys pay attention to the wind if it's like 
two miles an hour, like low. Yeah, a lot of it is situational, um, but also when the wind's not blowing at all, that can be tough because obviously your movement, they can see that a lot easier. Um, What's your ideal wind? I would say anywhere from like 5 to 15 miles an hour. I mean, you start getting above 15, that gets pretty windy. Um, So since you brought up the whole, uh, you know, hunting smarter, not harder, for somebody that's new, I think just hunting is a huge thing for someone just getting into it. Yeah, you can read as many articles as you want, watch as many videos as you want, trying to learn as much as you can, but you learn the majority of things out in the field, situational things. You might not know what to do or how to react until you're in that situation. So I think new people getting into hunting, they need to get out and hunt. Um, You might not have a perfect wind. You might not have perfect conditions, but you need to get out and hunt and get time under your belt. That's how you learn, right? Yeah. Like a lot of new people just getting into it, you might not have public ground or private ground that you can hunt, you know. So if you're just hunting public ground you're not worried as much about maybe blowing up spot because you hunted the wrong wind or something. It's a free for all out there. I mean, get out and hunt public ground and yeah, just get out there as much as you can. So what, what would be a good tip for you to give to a new guy who's been doing the hunt, hunt, hunt thing. He still can't quite figure it out, but he wants to learn What's something you would always give us some advice? He's pretty much telling you to talk to me. Um, well, obviously, you need to find friends that hunt, that have hunted, that are experienced, that maybe know a little bit more than you, and just be around them. You know, go hunting with them, learn things from them out in the field. Hunting with somebody that knows what they're doing, you can learn a ton from them. You know, like you said earlier, barely blowing at all too, or maybe swirling. It might not matter that much, but your ground scent, they're going to, they're always going to smell that. So obviously you don't want to be, you want to be careful with your approach and your exit. You don't want to be blowing deer out when you're walking in or walking out with deer hunting. So deer, I was looking this up earlier um, and I, I can pull up the exact numbers. But deer's the sense of smell on a deer is one third more than a canine, or however you want to say it. Um, let's see. Okay. So a whitetail has 297 million olfactory receptors compared to a dog with 220 million. So they've got a stronger sense of smell than a dog. That's their main defense mechanism. They do have good eyesight. They obviously use their eyes, but their main defense is their nose. So you can't trick their nose, basically, I'm trying to say. Right. So obviously you've got to factor in wind and play the wind. Um, And I mean, the last episode you guys were talking about scent control and all that. But I wouldn't, I don't know if I want to call it scent control. You got to mitigate your scent 
That's obviously a, that's, it can help. That's a good word for it. That's what I said. It can it can't hurt. It can help, but that nose is king. Yeah, you're not gonna eliminate. No, no, your scent. You can you can mitigate it, which it will help. But yes, yeah, you've got to factor in the wind. You got to play the wind. Um, All right. So wind being one mistake, you know, learn to hunt it. Learn what works for you. Number mm-hmm. two. Um, another one is having too high expectations too early on in your hunting career. What do you mean by that? Meaning you watch all these TV shows, these YouTube videos of guys shooting big deer. So obviously you want to shoot a big deer, but you can't kill big deer right off the bat. Well, I mean, you can, but you need to get experience basically get kills under your belt you got to learn how to shoot a deer and kill a deer before you worry about killing a big deer it's one thing social media is a killer Dude. everybody is so worried about what everybody else is gonna think oh you shot a small deer whatever they're just too worried about what people are gonna say you just need to shoot deer so for a guy like me that hasn't shot a deer yet been deer hunting like probably not a lot 10 times maybe 12 15 doesn't matter you haven't shot a buck yet would be like the lowest scoring deer that you would shoot i would shoot a doe before a buck i would shoot whatever deer you can like even if it's a one or two year old yeah let it rip i made that mistake like I even said. if it's on private land yeah i regret it you're not gonna let them grow i mean do you not at that point and you're, you're so new to it all. So you'd shoot like a one ten. I obviously won't because I obviously I didn't. I held out for years till I shot a one fifties. So I should do that. All I'm saying is I missed out on a lot of good memories and fun with buddies, all because I made it a big dick contest in the beginning. Not like against. My friends, like, I have to kill a bigger deer than you. I wanted to be, like, the guys who I, you know, who got me The guys it. you're around right. shooting nice deer. But when you first start out, you just need to shoot deer. I Go shoot a doe. Just get time in the stand or on the ground, whatever you're doing, hunting deer and shooting deer. So, you know how we were talking about last podcast about how I didn't want to hunt public? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of got a loophole around it. Fuck. Have you heard of Weehaw? Walk-in hunting area? Exactly. Boom. Nailed it. If you got the Onyx app, it tells you where some Weehaw is around here. And the only way you can know that is if you have Onyx or you drive by. Or... Do you want to if break- you go to your local Walmart and pick up a Kansas hunting atlas? Well, no. Okay. How about Walk- there's more people that know public land no, than ag- Weehaw? Agreed. Yes, but not really a loophole. Walk-in areas can be a great thing. I plan on hunting a lot of walk-in this year. Um, where I'm at, there's a lot more of it than around oh, yeah. here. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, they'll focus on the bigger chunks of public 
and there'll be a whole lot of competition around there, not a lot of deer, whatever. And you can sneak in on a walk-in and it might not get as much pressure. Can you, so you know how you can't bait on public? Can you bait on walk-in? Because technically it's private, but not. I don't know. I would definitely find out before I did anything, but if I had to I take a it. shot in the dark, no. It's better to ask for uh, forgiveness than permission. You know what I mean? No, I don't know about not. that. But we're moving on. What else you got? <laughs> What's another mistake? Um, let's see here. Not being totally prepared while you're hunting, or I can. What made me think of this is a specific scenario that I had while hunting. Elaborate. <laughs> So me and my dad, we were hunting on the ground. This was middle of the rut. He was in a ground blind set up probably 40 yards behind me. And I'm set up on the ground, just kind of a, a little makeshift blind with shrubs and limbs that we made. If I'm thinking of the right property, is your dad to the south? Um, let me think. He's like southwest of me yeah. a little ways. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sitting on the ground by myself with just shrubs and limbs around me. Um, and I was pretty young at this time, but middle of the rut, buck chasing a doe. Nice buck. He was all rutted up. And, uh, my dad saw him. And uh, started grunting at him, snort wheezed, and he came in on string right at me. Worked out perfect. Came right at me, turned broadside 20 yards. I draw back, and because I hadn't drawn back while sitting down um, beforehand, my bow was extended out, and it was hitting the brush in front of me that I was using for cover. And I could not get my bow down low enough to get my pin on him and shoot. So I was at full draw on this deer and could not get my pin on him because my bow was hitting the brush in front of me. And so he stood there long enough for me to get a shot, but I couldn't. So he eventually ran off and kept chasing that doe. And I don't remember how what he would have scored anything like that, but he was a, he was a nice deer. He was all rutted up. He you haven't was, shot a deer before he this? He was big. I had shot, I was either 11 or 12 and, uh, shot a little six point with my bow. Is that the one that's hanging in the shop? Oh yeah. Oh, I love that baby. Oh yeah. He's a nice one. Bigger than one I've ever shot. So, <laughs> but yeah, not, See, that was me not being prepared for something to happen. Um, what I do now is I visualize a lot of things, how they'll happen. If a deer comes in this way, what am I going to do? If he stops here, what am I going to do? Where can I draw on him? Everything like that. Um, just to be totally prepared for when something actually happens, you don't ever want to be caught off guard or... Have something like that yeah. happen to you. Hey, Braden. You on the mic? 
So, can I ask Drew a question? Is that cool? Care if I do that? You want me to say it just because? Sure. Fuck. No, but I was actually Damn curious because uh, I don't know if it was a year or two ago you uh, shot a deer, but you self-recorded it. I did. How'd you do that? That's pretty hard. That. Uh, what kind of camera was that? That was a GoPro. Just on a tripod or? It was on my head. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. guess that wouldn't be too bad then. Because uh, I didn't know if you had to hold the camera and like, he starts walking over here, going to angle it this way. and then, No, so I, that was the buck I shot two years ago. And uh, yeah, I had just gotten that GoPro for, I forget how I even got it. But uh, I started messing around with that thing. And uh, I wanted to, at first I was going to figure something out to strap it to my bow. But then I figured that the video might not be good because once I shot, I might do whatever with my bow. It was on. Wouldn't it get was it a, all on camera. It was on your head, right? Yeah. So I decided to yeah. put it on my head, and it actually worked out a lot better than I thought it. You were in a blind be. too, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you going? I got to piss. That might be That's a record. Cool. That might be a record. Thirty-one minutes in, and and he hasn't pissed. The yet. seal is broke. Wow! Congratulations. And there were two of us. <laughs> hey, what kind of guns he had? You know, sitting on the table. Uh, Some nine. It almost looks smaller than a nine. Just, no, I was gonna say hand it to him, but I don't want you to rip your microphones off your head. Yeah. Um, it's not a. Th- it's not a 380. I know that. It's way too big to be a 380. No, it's a 9. I thought you were asking who made the gun. No, I was saying like bullet wise. It's got to be a 9. No, it's a 9. I know it's a 9. You want to bet on the uh Yeah, you know, I'll bet your beer. Manufacturer? Yeah. Go ahead. Can you see it? Are you cheating? No, I can't. I can't see anything. Right, I can see the Go ahead. Can I guess first? Can you go first? Yeah, six. Okay. Six Sawyer? Yeah. Do you know? No, I don't. I feel like you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a Sig, a Sig Nine. Oh my god, I'm gonna get screwed on this. <laughs> I was gonna say Smith and Wesson, but no, yeah, that might be it. Actually, it's one of the two. Hundred percent, dude. It's gonna. Sound you know like- what? I'm gonna go with an oddball here. I'm gonna go Ruger. I feel like it's not a Ruger, but if you're fucking with me right now, you're getting moved to Mike Four real quick. How am I fucking with you? I, I can't know. even. I can see the. Um, handle on it. All right, that's it. Loser has to get the other one a drink, and that's either a beer or that. Sounds like you're drinking beer. Put ice in this one, will you? Yeah, Drew. We had a little conversation. Get while, on the micro, yeah. Break. Just you don't, yeah. You don't. All right, Drew. So you see that uh gun right, sitting back. right in front of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. First off, what is it? A nine millimeter? That is a nine millimeter. Okay, we're right. We're right. Manufacturer, Taurus. Oh, unfortunately, we were both wrong. Yeah, I uh, thought it was a Sig. I said Ruger. I wish it was a Sig. Who was closer, Ruger or Sig? How can you determine who's closer? <laughs> mm. I'm not. Do good. I have a Sig? No, I no. bought a Taurus. You don't even know what you got. Forty-five, ten. Nope, 45, that's all you need. You're stoned. Where were we? 45's a Ruger. 
The nine mils of Smith & Wesson. That's better. Confiscated by the cops. It's all good. Everything's taken care of. He's not a felon, guys. He got cleared. It's fine. It was my. It's technically me and my dad split it. Pulled over. Searched my truck. Got arrested. <laughs> I was underage. Got it back. I got a crazy story. Ooh, don't tell this. All right, I won't. Do no, I won't. Nah. I won't. I won't. Hey, is this? Do, do I know where this is going? <laughs> Probably. We're not gonna go there. Sitting True. in your truck. What's up? Yeah. No. Mailman. No. Okay. No, no. Then you can tell it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Tell it. Yeah. You know what? Not gonna tell it. No. I, yeah. Don't, actually, no. Tell it. <laughs> Next. I, look, I don't want to hear it. Okay. Thank you. Hey, you're still up no, over actually, there. Actually, I do. Hey, this topic. Yeah, actually, should we hear it? I think so. Yeah. Tell uh, it. You brought it up. You can't just not tell it. I mean, you could, but... Yeah, I'm not gonna. Actually, All right, moving I'll, on. I'll tell you off the mic. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I think... Dude, anything. I think... We got another mistake to get through. Um, yeah. Okay. This this is more like a, a recent one. Um, and it might be hard for like a new hunter. Um, just... It's about your equipment. Having it dialed. 100% good to go tuned sights in sights added in broadhead tuned everything just having everything good to go and also knowing your equipment is a big thing okay Um, speaking of equipment when you guys are shooting your bow i've done this before every time before i shoot you guys make sure you're either broadheads or just even when you're one of the target shooting ones just Say that again. Okay, so every time I shoot, like say it's a broadhead, doesn't matter what it what a field mm, point, field point or mm-hmm. broadhead, mm-hmm. you always twist it and make sure it's tight. I do that every time before. Well, if I I'm shoot. shooting field points, you know they, I'll be like, they seem mm-hmm. to come loose. Okay, tight. Um, I mean, even broadheads, you know, that's all I shoot into targets are yeah. broadheads, and yeah, they come loose. No, definitely. No, but every time before you shoot, do you like tighten it a little bit? I do that every I, time. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, yeah. Because there's sometimes I feel them and they're kind of loose, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" And you can here? you can hear it rattle a little yeah. bit if it's loose. And it kind of affects yeah. the arrow flight, and it's just the whole thing. Yeah. So I, whenever I like, if I am shooting field points for whatever reason, I don't very much. Just when I pulled you guys out, don't shoot field when you're target practice. Pulled out of a target and just tighten it real quick. Did Did he just say he shoots broadheads on a target? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, just text me. Next. <laughs> you Drew, want me to just say Drew, one quick thing Drew. to answer that? Just real quick. Yeah. Yeah, you go. A field point and a broadhead fly different. Fly different. Your impact is different. Yeah, but how different? Enough. Like an inch. Enough. That's that's another thing about your equipment. Back in the day, everybody, it, the whole thing used to be, a pie, is it a pie plate? Can you hit within a pie plate? And that's good enough. How big's the pie? The problem with people, <laughs> a lot of people's mentality is it's good enough. Which that shouldn't be your mentality. Your mentality should be it's perfect. Yeah. You want your shit perfect. And you want to know exactly where it's going to hit, what it's going to do. You know what I've always wondered, though, honestly? You think you could kill a deer with a field point? Yeah. You could. How, is like, it what's ethical? The, what's, 
No, well, no. obviously not. But like 50 yards, probably not, right? It's got to be within that. First off, no one's doing this. No, I know, but I was I, just always thought you that. You can't I'm answer like, that question because... Probably legally. You don't really want to test it out. I'll be the guy. <laughs> I'll test that You out. are that guy, aren't you? I am the guy. You're that guy. Hey, he is the guy. All right, back to it. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, that's my bad. Yeah, it's okay. Just don't let it happen again. It won't. It's last time. But you keep going. Another thing with sites is... Don't use a one pen. Why? Eat a dick. <laughs> I just knew he'd get riled <laughs> up. A lot of, Don't well, you have to adjust that, though? It's on a wheel. Yeah, but how do you... I, I've never understood that. What do you mean? One pens. You've got a side tape on there that has all your yardages on it. You turn it to your yardage. Oh, and you really? Shoot. You know what's cool? If you have like a five or six pin, it's already mm-hmm. set up. You know, you don't have to adjust. You anything. know what's really cool? When those five or six pins looks like they're moving, and then it turns into ten or fifteen pins, and then you can't see them. What? Yeah, that's what happened to me. I was shooting a seven pin sight, and like pins. Just, that's it, a lot like, of pins. Yeah, it's it, the whole house. Everything just seemed like pins were like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. And I I mentioned this um our first unofficial podcast. Right. When you're shooting your bow and you're holding your breath right before you break your shot, the first thing to go bad when you're not getting oxygen is your eyes. So everything things will start to get blurry because you're not getting oxygen to your brain. Your eyes are the first thing to go. So that's why if you've got seven pins it's a lot of pins to get blurry. And then you know what the hell's going on. It just made it everything so much cleaner. Yeah. Visible. Is that loophole? Say what? <laughs> loophole archery. The site? Yeah. Black gold. Loophole doesn't make sites? Not, not archery not, sites. Right. <laughs> what? They make optics. This is why you're the guy. You're the guy. Rifle. Rifle scopes. It's called loophole archery. No, it's not. Who invited this guy? I I think Braden did. I don't know why I'm on this podcast. Yeah. My bad, guys. You know what? For all you listening out there that just like listen to this and never deer hunted, well, you're welcome. I'm asking the questions. You can listen to this because you're one ask, of the hosts you're asking are the tough questions. I'm asking guy. the tough questions yeah, that no that's one the, knows. That the people need to know. Exactly. Hey, also, I I think I asked you like a year ago to help me sight in my brand new bow. Still hasn't happened. Yeah. You've shown a real initiative. You want to do that? Okay, soon? bring it out to the house this weekend. We'll do it. You can bring well, it out to the backyard yeah. any day of the week. Look, I I'm just not gonna got hunt with it this year, but I just at least want to know that like it's sighted in. Say, yeah. you, say you didn't sight it in this year, would you be confident you could still hit a deer if you just took it out? What do you? Well, how often am I shooting it? Say you never shot it since last year, and didn't shoot it again till I'm deer hunting. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. That's your first problem. Yeah. I know that's a big mistake, <laughs> but I'm just saying like someone's like, I'll give you a million dollars if you don't shoot that since last bow season, you go out and kill a deer. You don't think you had to have the confidence to shoot a deer? Probably would. I don't know. There's there always going to be that what if though. 
your form, everything. Yeah. You know what? Moving on. Drew. What's up? You uh you dabble in something. Probably a little more than dabble, I'd say. You do something probably a lot of guys don't do. And you build your own arrows. That I do. Like, walk me through that. How'd you get into that? That's a good question. I'll have to think. Uh I don't know what got me interested in it first. Whether I read... I think it was an article I read on Go Hunt about building... They put out an article about building your own arrows. And I read it. And I just thought it'd be uh, fun to try out. And then I started doing it. And I went kind of deep into the rabbit hole. Um, and it's just fun tinkering around with those things. Uh, you get a better finished product, in my opinion. What are they made of? Huh? What do you mean? What are arrows made of? Carbon. This sh- it's a carbon shaft. Same. Oh, same thing as a, like a it, golf club. Oh, you think feeling it? I can just be like, oh. No. Oh yeah, that's no. Carbon. But look at. The veins, look at the wrap. That's what he does. He just does it himself. I don't do those. You don't make the arrow? No. No. You buy shafts, arrow shafts. In a box. Blank. There's nothing on it. Oh, I thought you made it from scratch. No, it's just the shaft. Right in the kitchen. What kind of broadhead is this? For for you non-cute viewers out there, I'm looking at a broadhead right now. We also talked about this, I believe, in episode one, but cute was gone. It's a slick trick, wicked trick. Ooh, nice. Thanks. What what made you go from fixed? Because you used to be a mechanical guy. We're not going to answer that at this time. Please tune in for another episode of the Whitetail 34 podcast. Episode four. Please tune in. Broadheads. <laughs> Here's my question. Wait, what was this? Wicked trick. Slick wicked trick. trick. Slick trick. Which Slow brings us to our first sponsor bitch. of the podcast. Slick trick. Fucking broadheads. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're not sponsored. Here's your arrow back. Trade me. Is that the same broadhead? Yes. I'll look at him. Care if I take one? Yes. All right, I'll take True. one. So like, True. Where do you get these at? <laughs> the store. Oh, I'm that narrows it down. I feel like it's a loaded question for sure. Is it cheaper? In my opinion... Which means absolutely nothing. No. not Well, not the way I do things. Because I like to buy a whole bunch of shit. Try a whole bunch of different shit out. Is it more fun? And Coop. Yes. Coop. There you go. This this dude. And this is not an exaggeration. Within the span of probably mm, two months. Two months. Probably switch veins. Veins. Six to eight times, I would probably say. <laughs> Yeah, last summer I, well, it was probably like springtime is when I started doing it for the first time. And uh, basically all summer I was just tinkering around with different setups, um, trying different things out. And uh, finally found what I uh, was looking for. Um, So yeah, I just think it's fun. Messing around with them, figuring out what works best for you. So, what what vein? Not veins. What wraps do you have? 
uh, same brand of veins that I shoot. Which TAC, are? TAC veins. Nice. Um, they make a couple different styles. They make wraps. Um, I really like them. They're super quiet, super easy to use. Um, do you do a turn on your veins? Like uh, fletch it one way or the other. Like a uh, right helical, helical or a left. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. This just went way over your head, I know. Some people do not know what you're talking about. One, me included. I guess what the I, fuck does that mean? Tell me if this is accurate. I'm going to try. Now, this might be totally mm-hmm. wrong. If your bare shaft turns clockwise. What do you mean by that? Like a- after you shoot it? Like do arrows yeah. rotate okay, when you so shoot? Here, I'll explain this, Cooper. This is so over my head. You can... Mm-hmm. If your shaft spins clockwise... How do you know that? It's a right helical. If it's left, it's a left helical. Right? Yeah. How do you know so, that, though? Here, Cooper. Hold on. I'll I'll explain it. I got but a guy. I got a guy. You got a guy. First of all, I'll explain the, the helical <laughs> deal. You can, you can do a straight fletch. You're already over me. Oh, what is a helical? Hold, I'm getting there. Okay. Keep going. Straight fletch. That means your fletching is straight with the arrow. Cooper, take this back. Straight with the arrow. Take this back. Take this back. Yes, they, take his, look, I'm taking his arrow look for at, you. Look at the veins. That's a right helical. Helical. Where are the veins? Your the the these? fletchings. Oh, these veins means fletchings. These? Yes. Yes. Let me see this. I'll show you. Do you see, look at it? Do you see how it's has a turn? Yeah, the see fletchings. How the, it's yes, angled. you see how they're not straight to the right. It's angled to the right. That the is right. a right helical. Now, if this was flipped the other way, bend it. Aren't there some that are just completely straight though? That, was that's what at. I was saying. A straight fletch. Oh fuck me! All right. Yeah. So the way you can test that, which I didn't figure this out on my own, obviously I learned this from. Yeah, I'm basically a fanboy. Cameron Haynes. Uh, no, <laughs> John Dudley. I learned this trick from Levi Morgan. Oh, I'm wrong? Yeah. yeah. Dang. I learned this from Levi Morgan's podcast. Um, you put a bare shaft in your... You take an arrow that doesn't have any fletchings on it, and you shoot it. Well, you make a get a Sharpie or a marker or something, and mark the very end of that shaft right by your knock, have it facing straight up and you shoot that bear shaft into a target from 20 yards, like three feet away, just real close, shoot it in there and go look at your arrow and look at your mark. And if it's to the left, that means that bow's throwing your arrow left. If it's to the right, it's throwing it to the right. How does that work? Hang on. Is you want me what, to go? what would make I got it. What got would it. make it throw to the left versus the right? Can it just depend on which bow it is? Can one bow throw it over to the right and one bow throw it to the left? Can it be the guy's form? That well because I don't know this. And some people debate on whether this matters or not. This is what Levi Morgan says. 
He says most of the time a right-handed shooter will their arrow will have a natural left spin. When you're talking about thrown to the left, you mean the arrow's like literally like going like this. Meaning when the arrow comes out of the bow, it's, it's rotating it's left. Spinning to the left or spinning to the right. So what Coops in physics 101 right now, guys, so just let it happen. Okay. Here's the thing. Say you're shooting at a target and you're you're literally facing north, right? Mm-hmm. Wind's coming out of the west, 15 miles an hour. <laughs> That's not going to turn the arrow. That's just going to move the whole damn thing. That's not going to affect the way it's doing this number. And what test it, did you do to figure that out? You can do this inside. You're only shooting from <laughs> a couple feet away. Oh. Oh. Why do arrows rotate then? Why don't they just go straight? You're the arrow guy. Hey, this is... Fuck you. This is your first episode with him. I'm on three. I'm scared to death of four, five, six, and so on. Look, okay, so here's the deal. This is what I learned from him. Mm-hmm. He thinks most of the time a right-handed shooter, their arrow is going to naturally spin left. Now, he says he doesn't know exactly why, whether it's because of the way the string's twisted, whatever. But he's just found most of the time, 90% of the time, that arrow's going to spin to the left if you're a right-handed shooter. So I do a left helical on my arrows because if that bow is naturally throwing that arrow to the left and you've got a right helical, is it going to... Is that what the fletchings? Is that what you're talking Mm -hmm. about? If it comes, Brayden's got a right. Yeah. So it's going to rotate left. It's going to come out of the bow, spinning to the left. And at some point in the air, it's going to switch and spin to the right because of the helical and that to of him. your fletching. What? Hand that to him. Now, Did there's yeah. there's a lot watch, of debate on Brian. whether it actually matters or not. This is just what he thinks. Hand this to Drew. Yeah, that's a right helical. Right. Which, and there's a bu- that's where a bunch of debate comes in, whether it actually matters or not. I just... Now did my guy break down and do this for me? Because I, I have my guy do this. I don't have the time to do this. I wish I did. It's cool. Shout him out. Same JP. If JP. You, if you know him, you know him. If you don't, it's a damn shame. If you don't, where the fuck are you doing? JP. Now, a lot of people don't pay attention to that because they don't know it and then there like I said there's a lot of debate on whether it actually matters but what I got from him is so when I tried I tried this out with my arrows I shot made a mark shot a bear shaft and my arrow was coming out of the bow spinning you think arrow size matters what do you mean diameter is that what you're talking about length yes yeah it, what if, so if it's too long, what happens? If it's too long, you'll have a weak spine, meaning the stiffness of the arrow will be too weak. It'll be more bendy. So it's yeah. not going to affect the shot, really. It'll affect your impact. Yeah, everything impact. affects your impact. The thing about bow hunting is every everything affects everything. Drew could shoot his bow, like he's saying, like it could be dialed. 
I could probably pick that bow up. I'd probably be two, three, four, whatever inches off, low, yeah. high, right, doesn't matter. His his gr- grip is different than my grip. His anchor point is different than my anchor point. None of us are ever going to shoot a bow the same. Like I'm what I'm twenty nine seventy. I think he's at twenty eight seventy. What draw length? Yeah, length, weight, whatever. Because weight plays into it too. It all does. You both shoot seventy pounds. Yeah, I, my draw length is twenty seven and a half, and I'm pulling. Like mine's like 70, mine's twenty nine and a half too. You got to think close. Yeah, you got my patronage is only fifty five. Think, think of this too, Cooper. So here's my string angle. You know what I mean? At full draw, yeah. Drew's is probably more like that. Where's mine? What are you? What are you drawing? Weight or length? Length. I think the same is. It's either twenty seven and a half or twenty eight. Doesn't matter. Twenty nine. 28, 29, 28. Everything affects everything. You couldn't shoot my bow the same way I shoot it. I couldn't shoot your bow the same way. I you could shoot go it. out and shoot your bow and kill a deer. Okay. I'd like to, I'd probably put 20 bucks on the table to see you draw that bow right about now. But I've, oh, well, if you lower the weight down a little bit. Oh, okay. You know what? Drew, what's is up? Drew, if you. Let's say you quit switching veins every five minutes. Yeah. Hypothetically. Right. You do not think it's cheaper than having a guy build like me? Because I can give you kind of a estimate of what I got charged for a dozen arrows. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think you could do it for less for yourself? Yeah. So do you think in the long run... Building these arrows yourselves is cheaper. Yeah. If if you're not going to, you know, mess around with I a mean, bunch of different shit. You kind of have to in the beginning. Yeah. What's your company but, called? <laughs> Fuck. You want to sell these arrows? Come on. Yes, it's cheaper to build your own arrows because what? You can go to the store and buy six, say, Carbon Express Maximum Reds for 110 bucks. Already fletched, ready to go. And I can buy the arrows I shot last year. I can buy a dozen shafts for 140 bucks. So 30 bucks more. And I've got 12 arrows, six more arrows. And then let's say, what is it? Like 25 or 30 bucks for 100 veins, which you'll have enough veins for, you know, however many sets of arrows. And yeah, it's going to be cheaper to build your own arrows, but you also have to know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Cause you can waste a lot of money you, just messing around you, with yeah, things. No, for sure. You can, you, you can't just buy a jig, buy whatever shafts, buy whatever wraps, veins. What's a jig? You guys never told me. Well, okay. So doesn't that's it have a whole a- nother thing is buying all the tools you need to get started. Once, that's, once that's again, where all your expenses come in. In the long run. In the long run, I think it's cheaper. The big thing is you get a better product when you build your own arrows. Um, but yeah, Cooper, a jig, a, it's a fletching jig, is what you use to attach the fletchings to the shaft. Oh, okay. It's not like a swim jig. It has a name. 
right? A well, jig. There, there's different brands. Isn't there something fancy? I, I'd butcher it. So something. The, very, the first jig I bought is a Blitzenberg. That's it. Um, <laughs> which I used for a little bit, um, but now I've got a. It's a last chance archery fletching jig, and it's it's money. Um, it is a little more expensive, but it's really easy to use. It's it's nice. It's what, cool. What are you doing? You're disrespecting our friend over there. No, I'm not. You'll see. Hold on. Just one okay. Second. You guys keep talking. Oh, we're about to move on, so we kind of need you. No, we do not need to wrap up this podcast and go to number two. We're at an hour and three minutes. It's fine. That's how long they usually okay, are. We've got to edit out. Yeah, there's 25 20, minutes. There's, yeah, there's, there's bullshit. a good 15 to 20 minutes of editing. Hey, does anyone need a beer? The second podcast we do, Brain's going to be fucked. <laughs> but let it play because it's kind of, I don't know, it's raw. It's raw. It is raw. But you know that, what? Everyone likes a raw dog. That'll probably be cut out. That's my, well, that's my fantasy football team name. Yeah. Do you want to know my fantasy football team name? You're playing this year. Yeah. What is it? Shit. And Okay. I know he's retired, but don't worry about that. Breeze nuts. Drew Breeze. You, you know, like these nuts. But, yeah, but Drew Breeze. But Drew Breeze nuts. I got the pun. Mine's yeah. Raw Dogs. It's a good one, isn't it? Braden's is... It's been the same for a while, but I can't remember it. The Tide. We're going to take a break. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back with a short... After a brief message from our sponsors. Thank you. Do it. And... We're back. What's up, fellas? Drew? What's going on? I feel like you right. need to talk. We're going to switch it up, talk about um, something else. Well, Braden, I'll ask you first. Hit it. Let's talk about your first bow kill. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Stop. Juicy. Jesus. Yeah. Um. My first bow kill... Was a hundred and seventy inch giant? Yeah, not a. It didn't even have antlers. I, I don't know if I can say this, but it was the neighbor's cat. Fat chance, homo. <laughs> <laughs> can I say that? It's a reindeer. Hey, it's your it's podcast. Santa Claus on my true. roof. No, hey, I got it. Was reindeer? Coop, I got it. My first bow kill was in Texas on a hog. Oh yeah, that's right. In the pitch black night, kill a pig. Yeah. Okay, I got a question about that. Go ahead. What was your setup like? How so, were you able to no, obviously what? see the hog? Yeah, he had night vision goggles with so, a bow at so, night. So the way on this particular ranch, he did. He had tree stand, tree stands, right? He had feeders because if you think a deer likes corn, hog loves corn. They love anything. They're fat as fuck. Well, it's actually cool. He does this like mix, and I learned it from Colton, who's not here right now, buddy. We miss you. We wish you were on mic four. Oh, it's like Chex mix. No, it's like corn mixed with like a Jello mix, mixed with water. It just throws this crazy flavor type of thing. I don't know. You'd have to ask him more about it's probably it. Probably real sweet. Yeah, sweet. But you know, we make sure. 
the feeders were full because they were on a timer. They weren't just like a gravity feeder. You know, they threw it. And we hunted these things at night. You pretty much hung out or slept during the day. And to see at night, you screwed in this stabilizer that doubled as a light. Oh, okay. And I'm not talking like a flashlight. I'm talking like it it throws it. And for those who don't know, hogs, I guess, are colorblind. Almost like, you know how like a coyote can't see red, like a red light? Hogs can't see green. I did not know that. Yeah. And these lights, so, you know, screw them in your stabilizers. There's this cord. Easy. Ran up, you know, to where you're holding your bow. And it only comes on when you draw back, right? No, you control it. You got a you got a button. On yep, your it's just grip, a button. Basically, so, so that you know, you click on. You'd, you'd pretty much just run it up to your riser, tape it. What I would do, I didn't turn that light on till I was at full draw. And the thing is, yeah. guys are like, well, who who have never done it? They're like, well, you can't see. How do you know they're there? <laughs> you know they're there. Why wouldn't you just keep it on though if they can't see green? It's, it's kind of like if you were coyote hunting. If you had a light shining, why would you leave it on? It's red. Don't want to kill the batteries. There, exactly. There's your answer. You answered it yourself. Don't want to kill the batteries. You use uh, Luminox when you hunt hogs at night? All right, we'll get into this real quick. I used to shoot Luminox. I don't know more. Mainly. Even at night, though? I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter, in my opinion, because here's my thing. Just like how you asked earlier, like I was shooting broadheads into a target, I don't practice with Luminox, so I'm not going to hunt with Luminox. Same thing. Obviously, yes, it's minimal, but you cannot tell me that a... The Luminoc weighs the same as the... Yeah, it'll it'll all affect your... No, for sure. Your tune or right. your, your impact. And- but back to this, you hear these hogs come in, and it is <laughs> like making... Like a bulldog. Dude, making a ruckus. And what I would do is, you know, you knew what your feeder was, obviously. you draw. Mm-hmm. And when you drew back, I'd just click my light on then. You know, I'm, okay. I'm hot. And I had... It was a it was a really nice sow. Well, wasn't a boar, but she was like a three hundred and four pound pig at twenty twenty five. I want to say it was like tw- between twenty five and thirty. I think closer yeah. to twenty five. Uh, first bow kill, heart shot her. She didn't go. She didn't go twenty. No, she didn't. She did not go twenty. <laughs> but that was my first. So you said it was 25 or 30. This is before you were anal about ranging then. You're not anal then because you can't see. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. What a you, dumb you, you, you pretty much, <laughs> the way you figured it was, let's say the feeder was, feeder was 25 yards. Was about she was a yard or two behind the feeder. So mm-hmm. I split the pins between the 20 and 30 because this is when I was shooting a seven pin side at the time. Obviously, right between the twenty or thirty pin, there's twenty five. I just split so you can the, hunt I just hogs. Split, I just split the gap. Any time of day, hogs and hogs in Texas. There are, are like, no rules. Yes, hogs and shoot te- as many as you want. Hogs in Texas are yes. like coyotes in Kansas. Stack them up, but no, shoot them out of helicopters. Yep, blow that. them up. You can do anything thermal, with hogs in Texas. Thermal. Yeah, that'd be fun. Don't you have to buy a coyote tag now, though? Oh no, that's only if you want to hunt at night. Yeah, that's pretty that's much. So that was stupid. pretty much the, I guess, KDWP 
making more money yeah, off you. It was like, what, six bucks, money. if that? Yeah, because yeah, the coyote season's January to fe- or December. Which, honestly, in my opinion, is stupid. You're going to make guys pay more money to shoot coyotes when the only reason I would say 90% of the deer hunters kill coyotes are to protect the deer, fawns, or your yearlings. Cattle. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I didn't I think of that. I don't really have a problem paying a little bit extra money to the Department of Wildlife just because you know your money is going back into it. I don't, but when you when you take it to su- a subject like that, there should not be a price to pay to kill coyotes. I get it. Do not get me wrong. The coyotes mm-hmm. got to eat too. I got nothing against coyotes. I got a dog that looks like one, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I really do. It's not yours. Whatever. But... Dude, we got to protect the deer at all costs, in my opinion. But no, that back back to the subject. Think, okay, we kind of touched on it, but you can kind of break it down a little more. What's your first bow kill? Well, like I said, I was either 11 or 12. I don't remember. 11 was, and a half split the difference. I know it was cold as shit out. Split was, the pins. It was December, so... My birthday's in November, so I was... Oh, you were 12. I was probably 12. Yeah, I, I remember. Don't know. But it was... I know it was December. It was cold as shit out. And me and my dad, uh, we were tucked up into a cedar tree. And probably... It was a couple hundred yards away. Out into a pasture. There were some handful of deer running around out there browsing um and we decided we weren't going to sit there any longer so we got up and tried to make a move on them snuck around and uh got down to the inside of a pond dam because they were they were feeding right around a, a pond you're on the inside mm-hmm. it's got a pretty pretty Good. It's it's a good dip, bowl, dip around whatever you want to say. The whole yeah, the whole pond, and so we got down on the inside of it, and were able to sneak up, um, right up to about thirty yards. We snuck up to the top, and uh, there's, you know, like I said, it was a little six pointer, um, out there, and I was so freaking nervous. I was shaking, um. And my dad's right next to me, and he says, just put your 30-yard pin on him. And I remember specifically my left knee just shaking like no other as I'm drawn back on this deer. What's that called? The old Jimmy leg. The Jimmy leg. Yeah, I had it. Buck fever, I had it all. And put my 30-yard pin on it. The yardage was dead on, and I hit him about foot and a half farther back than you would like to um but luckily it clipped uh artery or something and he ran led like a son of a bitch too huh yeah he ran probably 60 yards up a fence line jumped the fence and ran another 20 yards and died coop coop sorry i was sent back what's up do you know what it means when someone hits an artery. Like in deer hunting? Yes. Means that motherfucker's dead. Yes, but do you know, like, 
deer have a main blood arteries. Yeah, you're going to be bleeding a fuck ton. It is, and this is no exaggeration, a freaking paint can. Like, it's porn. Porn? Porn. Oh, porn. Jeez. Okay, it can stay. <laughs> Dude, I'm so jealous of that. You are 11, 12, yeah, okay, I whatever. There. I was, uh, so my dad's obviously the one that got me into bow hunting. Um, pretty much. Shout out, Rick. Shout, yeah, shout out to my dad, Honestly, Rick. I'm just going to take it for a second. That man has got to be the best dude I've ever met. Can and, we get Rick on the pod? I, I love <laughs> that guy so much. Like, oh my God. That I whole, know that dude's that got whole, a story. That whole family. Year. That whole family means so much to me, but especially Rick, man. He's just... He's, he's, one, he's one of a kind. Didn't Rick have a story last year about how he like fell off a cliff? Uh, well, that's a bit of, that was a deer he shot. Uh, oh, no, the deer did. Yeah, that's two, right. Not Rick. Two years ago. Hey, don't, don't deep dive into this too much. But, no, I, I, yeah, um, keep going. No, he's the one that got me into bow hunting and taught me pretty much everything I know. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, I didn't pick a bow up till I was 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just... I feel I like I don't even remember my a, life uh, at 11. What's that? Can you remember memories from 11? I don't remember what happened yesterday. Oh, there we go. I probably don't remember anything else from that year besides yeah. that day. Now That's it's weird. Crazy. Now it's weird. You do remember, like, that. this is totally off topic, but, like, from your childhood, you remember, like, odds and ends. Yeah, but, dude, like, not much. No. But... I bet like before 15, I, I just, I think it's crazy and I guarantee it that you will remember that deer till you die. Oh yeah. Unless you get dementia. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Jeez>. obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, you shit. Know yeah. Keep hey, going. No, no, this uh, honestly cute. We are, we're going to give it to you. Ooh. Bad I'm kinda, idea. I'm, pass me the mic. Yeah. I'm kind of scared guys. I'm sorry, but. You gotta let him have it. You gotta let him have this one. Obviously, you're not invested too much in the whitetail game. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I watch a lot of YouTube. Here we go with the YouTube hunting, but... shit. Tell me about your first bird kill. And when I mean, I, I mean duck. So, here's the thing. My first duck kill was, I wasn't even, we, we weren't even hunting. Are we talking about the, yep. the time? We, you weren't there. Ouch. Well, you, I mean, you weren't. Colton was there and another guy. I wasn't there? No, we, uh. Not the coot? No. Well, geez. Okay. <laughs> you All know right. what? A coot's not a duck. Fuck you, it's not a duck. You right. you go tell Bama that bird's not a duck. We killed a chicken. But um <laughs> Um No. Fuck. Me and a couple of buddies, we jumped upon and I got my first duck. It was a hen spoon. Okay, stop. Pass all the bullshit. Fuck it. Pass the coot. Pass the jumping of the ponds. I wanna know your first in a blind sit, how you felt when that bird was shot. Dude, I'm trying to even think. I don't even remember my first duck kill when I was. 
I don't. Do you remember the first time you had birds land Laying in the decoys? decoys? Oh, Come yeah. into the decoys. Oh yeah, that that's a good way to put it. Honestly, I, that. I think it was. Dude, it might have been last year because I just got into duck hunting like two or three years like, ago. Last year was, well, to me, it seems like it was the the first year you were like actually serious birds. into duck hunting and was. I think going it was. Out. At, I think it was at the pond. You know the one we did. Or I know you guys did. I work know at. the. Pond. So, oh, dude, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm trying to think, but I think it was. I think that was my actually first duck kill. Actually, duck hunting. Instead of jumping a pond, uh, you, it had to have been. You jumped a pond, you shot up. Shot a spoon, er, yeah. hen spoonie. Hen spoonie. Um, okay. But hey, let, we, let me try to, let me break this a different way to you. What duck just, like, he's obviously not going to forget shooting that first buck with his dad. Put, put your 30 pin on and rip. I'm not going to forget. The hog down in Texas in the pitch black night. And I'm over what, here forgetting my first duck. Right. But what, <laughs> it's not, okay, what bird will you never forget? Is it a woody? Is it a mallard? What was the setup that day? How did Probably look? Probably the woody or hood merganser. One of those. I mean, I won't forget the mallard either, but that was also jumping ponds, so. Which one's the most memorable? If you could relit, dude, you know what I mean? It was honestly probably the first mallard I shot jumping ponds. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's a, it's not a long story. Here's a little story. Fuck, take the table with So I'm, yeah, no shit. So I'm out. I've shot ducks before, but this was last year. I just got into duck hunting and I was solo hunting out at the lake south of us. And. Nothing's coming in. I'm sitting there. I've probably been sitting there an hour or two. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go adjust the spread. So I walk out in the water, start adjusting the spread. And as I'm walking back to my spot where I was sitting, I hear <laughs> flapping wings, ducks landing. So I'm like, I look, I turn around, and it's a mallard. Well, it was like two of them. Two or three of them, but one only one was a Drake, and I'm not even out of the water yet. They're probably ten feet behind me. You're still standing in the water, in the water, and they land in your decoys. in the decoys, like ten feet behind me. I look and I'm like, oh my god, that's a mallard. So I'm like, at that point, I'm not walking fast. I'm kind of like my gun sitting against. You didn't have your gun with you, did no. you? No, oh, my gun sitting against a tree right there, like a little in front of my spot. So I'm kind of trying to walk slow and quiet, but I'm like, dude, there's no way they don't see me. And then I get like probably five feet from my gun and I do a little quick, like run to my gun, grab it. And as they do that, they're flying away, shoot three shots at this Drake Mallard, miss them all. <laughs> but dude, what the, cra so what the crazy thing is, is like, you guys say you get like buck fever. I was shaking, mm -hmm. absolutely shaking. Cause I've never shot a Mallard. I was like, dude, what the hell? So, Remember when we shot that coot? Oh, yeah. And I Drew, was shaking. Drew, side note, side note on this. This is like our what coot? How many hunts into, you know, shooting ducks? Like one or two. Yeah. It's Bama. Bama's picked up plenty of upland birds. Mm -hmm. It was the first waterfowl bird. Yeah. The thing about and that coot, though, is like it was 
30 minutes till you couldn't shoot that, anymore. So here, let me, the thing was, we had, we saw this duck, like, and we didn't know no better, landed, like, in the spread, or just, like, almost, like, popped up in the spread, and we're like, yeah, duck, this one. we're like, dude, bird, bird, and, like, what the, what the fuck is this bird doing? Wouldn't well, leave the spread. Yeah, he was he was in the spread for probably an hour, and we weren't going to shoot him. Up, but then down, yeah, and came to the mm-hmm. end of it, like the end of the hunt. And like, it's like might as well, like, like dude, fuck it. Yeah, we're gonna shoot fuck this. this guy. Get yeah. out of our spread. <laughs> you, Bama saw this bird right, and we kind of kept him at bay. But when this bird, I what would you say? He worked closer, or just became more active, like popping up and down. Yeah. A little bit of both, maybe? Yeah, I mean, all I remember is, like, there's not much time left before you could stop shooting. And I was like, like, we're not seeing any birds, so I'm going out there. Yeah, Bama's starting to get antsy because Cooper went one way. I was in the water. You were on land. I went the other. And honestly, this is kind of a crazy story because Coop waited towards him. I waited out up to the bank. Bama's with me. I get all I remember is the crazy thing was this bird like skirts across the water and I have to go like wave past Cooper, not shoot and then shoot like Coop's in the water. I'm on dry land and I'm shooting at this bird zip it past Cooper. And I don't know. It was just cool because. We'd both never done it. I think the, the cool part was, is like, Bama was so antsy and we finally got it down. Oh, man. You put him on, I mean, I guess a duck, but like. Dude, you guys should. And I, I you mean, know what? Not a duck, but. I'm, I'm going to do it. A waterfowl. The name, the name of this episode is going to be something totally, you know, to the topics. But the cover photo, we'll put Bama out there in the spotlight. Bama was a very young dog at the time. He was just, dude, he was happy as can be. You could see him smiling, <laughs> like, behind the bird in his mouth. And he just was like... He was fired up. Oh, my God, man. He thought he was a rock star. And honestly, dude, he he was a fucking rock star. It was so cool. I mean, I was fired up because I just wanted to see Bama actually Back, get in the water and retrieve a bird. Look, right. Nobody said shooting coots wasn't fun. Here's it's my, still fun. Shooting crows is fun, dude. <laughs> if, if it's if it flaps, it gets jacked. Shot more. Like, crows I don't. Than I don't. Coots. Know, I don't know how to put it. <laughs> but no, back back to it. Back to it. That kind of paints that. In my opinion, I will probably have more memories of Bama, Cooper, and I killing this coot than me ever shooting any. Triple curled mallard or Drake Spoonie or Drake Pintail or this or that. Like that was just so cool for me. Like, dude, we we didn't know nothing about it. We tried it. Mm-hmm. Some would say we failed. I'd say we didn't. I thought it was cool. I just I love that part of it. You know what I mean? And it plays in it plays into just more than just whitetails. Like it's it's across the board with it. Find something that you like gets you, you know. Going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about the most memorable duck now that you're talking about, it, it's probably the Huddermer Ganser I shot. Because, like, we were hunting that pond we hunt, 
and Col- I don't know why Colton's across the pond. I think he was trying to retrieve ducks we already shot. I wasn't there. No, and me and my brother were in the blind, and we see a duck land. And he's like, oh, my God, that's a wood duck. And I was like, dude, I don't think it's a wood duck. It's like, pretty sure that's a Hedermerganser. And then, like, we're just walking. It's, like, to the right, dude, like, 75 yards on the pond, like, kind of far away. And there's a tree to our right. So, you can- the shot lane is not great. Right. And we're just sitting there looking at it, looking at it. And I was like, let- let's let him swim closer. All of a sudden, he starts flying the opposite way. And I was like, oh, hell no. Dude. Get out my gun, shoot three times, just blind shotting, drops them. I'm like, no way. See, it was like the craziest shot I've ever had. It, uh, how do I put this? And I wanted to hurt Hudimorganser so bad because Colton hunts out there, deer hunts out there too, and he like kind of sees the pond. He's like, yeah, Hudimorganser's come in at this time. So they did come in and he almost flew away. And then I, well, there's actually, so the crazy thing that was the one landed before that and I shot at him, didn't get him flew away and then another one comes in and that's the one and he tried to fly away again shot three times nailed him i didn't kill him because he kept trying to duck us when we didn't actually try to kill him see but. it's cra- like it's crazy i see like you know i i hunt with him quite a bit now birds i see, <laughs> i see you get giddy after ducks god i would love to see him lose his shit after shooting a buck because bryce bryce isn't here to tell the tale he will be. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into it. Eventually. But, oh my God. Yeah. I want to see Cooper Green lose Let me his tell you this. shit on a whitetail. <laughs> I've been deer hunting, and I've had does come in just like 50 yards. Let me tell you this right now. I don't think I could even shoot a buck. Because I've had does come in just hunting, not even intending to shoot them, and I'm already getting the shakes. No shit. Yeah. Well, the thing about does, yeah, I don't typically don't care about... A doe coming in until, unless I'm out and I I'm gonna shoot a doe, and then a uh, doe comes in, then I decide I'm gonna shoot. Right, and then my I start to, I wouldn't say get nervous. I don't shake or anything, but you know, get a little anxious. Now, see, and I think you, well, I try and shoot a doe every year. I think you need to shoot a doe every year. You think? Counter I'm back. not too particular about when. Well, why not? Well, okay, I do like shooting a doe first. Just, you know, get get the jitters out. Get get a kill under your belt. Are I you- don't think the timing, especially, well, and depending on where you're hunting, if you've got plenty of does, it doesn't matter, I don't think. I mean, you can shoot one early season, September, October. Now, I don't think you should be out there smacking does whenever you've got a chance to kill a buck. Right. You need, obviously you need to either do it before or after you're hunting a buck. Um, but I, I prefer to shoot a doe first. Just kind of, it's a warm up. Yeah. Not- I do not want to kill a doe out of one of the stands that I have primed up to shoot a stud out of. Know what I mean? Don't want to leave that. I don't want that blood, all of it. I don't want none of that nowhere near anywhere where I plan or hope to kill a nice buck out of. 
Does that make mm-hmm. sense? No, I see what you're saying, but you don't look at I, it that way. Honestly, I I don't don't think it really matters. Really? No, I mean, look, deer die from other things than just us shooting them. Other animals die. I mean, it's part of nature, part of life for them. So they are used to it. I mean, no, I I don't look too much into that. I don't. To each his own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the whole. I'm glad um, you do, Coop. Glad you're here, buddy. Like you mentioned about what Colton was saying about shooting a deer in January after they've been bred. The way I see it. If you if you're gonna shoot a doe, that doe's gonna be dead before or after it gets bred. It's not gonna make a difference. I don't I don't see the point in oh, it's after the rut and they've been bred and you're shooting that doe that's Got a fawn I, in his belly. I see both. I, I see both sides. Of I don't. It. I just don't see that. Yeah, argument. It's kind of like not my fucking well, problem. Now it's not like, you know what? No, we're not going to get into that because then it can. No, I I see both sides of it. I do. If I am going to shoot a doe, I would prefer it to be early, just so I don't freeze my ass off in January. Hold on. Yeah. For all you. Newly listeners out there, does a female deer. All right, keep going. Thanks for uh, clarifying that, Coop. He's the guy. I know that. He's the yeah. guy. I'm educated. Kind of. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> a doe is a girl. <laughs> Thank you. So, look, if you're going to shoot a doe, you're going to have one less doe. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, who so gives what's, a fuck? So, what's it matter if it's been bred or not? I agree. It's still How not going to have one f- less doe. It's still not going to have a fawn. Whether you shoot Those it before it's bred or after it's bred. Yeah, it could be a nice buck you just it's ruined. In the- it's it once again. Once again, the, <laughs> the, the, the way I see it, just don't have girl What do you, mean, what do you guys, mean, Coop? Guys, stop. Hey, Coop, hang on. Let me let me just sum this whole little scenario situation up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. The I, ranch classic. No shit. All right, keep going. If you want to shoot a doe in September, do it. If you want to shoot a doe in January, do it. If you want to shoot one any goddamn day of the open legal season, let one rip. I do not care. Fair? Fair. Yeah. Maybe not just, my tag. Not my doe tag. I could give two shits less. Maybe just don't shoot a doe the second week in November when it's got a buck right in its ass okay that you could shoot genuinely agreed <laughs> um moving on moving on we got to get going we are kind of running on time crunch this it kind of plays into this next part hey what's up you just want to make part two of this part two episode four we're already an hour 40 almost two hours in we can do part two yeah you know what i'll try it let's do it you know no, what guys hold on wait Hey guys, I appreciate you listening to the Whitetail 34 podcast. We are running a little bit long and I knew I knew we were gonna we got a 
great buddy of mine in the house. We're going to pick this back up on part two of episode three. Uh, but it'll be episode four, right? Yeah. Just to yeah, it, Yeah, to clarify, sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening thus far. If you are still here, we appreciate you guys. We're going to probably crack another beer or two, and we will pick this back up on the next episode. Thank you for listening. We will see you soon.